Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I am your host, Pastor Mark. Starting with Yom Teruah and culminating in Shemini Atzeret, the eighth day, we just finished up an amazing and deeply meaningful set of fall festivals. This last Shabbat, we began our liturgical reading of the annual Torah cycle. As you know, the Torah, the first five books of Moses, are divided into weekly portions throughout the year and are read every week in our Shabbat services. Reading these portions as a liturgical act of worship are deeply spiritual and meaningful. Out of them flow all the rest of the scriptures. They are the bedrock of revelation, knowledge, and understanding. They are the antecedent framework for interpreting the later works of the scripture called the writings, the prophets, and the apostolic scriptures. The Messiah makes this clear when he says in Matthew 5, 17 through 20, Do not think that I came to abolish the Torah or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the Torah until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And later, Paul, the Jewish apostle, sent to lead and instruct the Gentiles in regard to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, tells them in no uncertain terms that the Tanakh, what we often refer to as the Old Testament, the Tanakh originates with God and is for our instruction as his people. 2 Timothy 3.16 states, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. With that in mind, let's step into last week's Torah portion, which is the first reading of the annual Torah cycle. It's found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 6 and verse 8. Today we're going to focus on the creation and sanctification of the seventh day of creation known as, quote-unquote, the Sabbath. We're also going to discuss what it means when he says he infused it with blessing and set it apart for a holy purpose and how you can benefit from it or miss the positively high impact it could have on your life if you neglect it or try to replace it with Sunday or Friday or any other common day of the week. Keep in mind, this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. So let's begin. Let's look at the chair passage, Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, and then chapter 2 and the first three verses. Let me begin by reading. And God saw all that he had made and found it very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. The heaven and the earth were finished and all of their array. 
On the seventh day, God finished the work which he had been doing, and he ceased on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because on it he ceased from all the work of creation that he had done. Such is the story of heaven and earth when they were created. Now, that's an amazing uh, text. In fact, that I, I included verse 4 in that passage. And of course, I'm reading from the JPS Tanakh version uh, or translation. So yeah, what we see here is a literary pattern of creation, which is six evenings and six mornings, comprising six cosmic days plus one, the seventh day Shabbat. This makes the Shabbat a crescendo or a climax of the cosmic creation week. It could be called the king of the weekly days. In the words of the JPS Torah commentary on Genesis on this, on this passage, edited by Nahum M. Sarna, he states, quote-unquote, the seventh day is the Lord's day. That's amazing in and of itself. Think about that. The seventh day is the Lord's day. It belongs to him. He sanctified it. He set it apart. He made it holy. He infused it with holiness. This day belongs to him. It's the Lord's day. It's, it's so simple when you just allow the scriptures to speak. So the Shabbat, it is fundamentally different than the preceding cosmic days. All other days are filled with an incomprehensible amount of wisdom and power, time and energy, creating, sustaining, and refining the universe and the comparatively small planet that we, the God imagers, live upon. The Shabbat is a distancing, even a cessation, from the creative work itself. It is a day of rest, a day of relaxation, a day of blessing. It was as if the Creator stopped when, when He had completed everything in order to take it all in, to behold it, to enjoy it, to infuse it with blessing. It is what it is, and no man or institution can change that. It is God's holy day. It is the Lord's day, sanctified by Him and infused with blessing, independent of man or any other created thing. The concept of a seven-day week also is unique to, to Israel and is unparalleled in the ancient world. It is part of what is called Israel's cosmogonic tradition. This day, this seventh day, it is holy. And again, no man or religious institution can ever change that. Now, some boast that they've transferred this holiness of the Shabbat and the blessing associated with it to Sunday. Yeah, we would say Meshuganah craziness. It's absolutely crazy. Are they so drunk with pride that they think they are God? And think about it. Changing the Sabbath to Friday or to Sunday represents a spiritual arrogance that needs to be openly exposed and justly rebuked. All who love God and place a high value on truth will distance themselves from these types of humanistic religions and humanistic religious teachers. Do yourself a favor. Run from any religious institution or religious teacher that clearly undermines the Word of God in His ways. Run from them. 
The blessings of God are embedded in his eternal truths. And the truth is, the Lord's Day is the seventh day Shabbat. It is holy, and the other six days are not. They are correctly called common days in contradistinction to the holy Sabbath day. So let's get a little bit more specific, shall we? Here we go. Ready? Sunday was not holy then, and it is not holy now. Let's look at the then. Let's let's stay in the Genesis text. Sunday was not holy then. It was not holy in spite of all of the magnificent creative events and refining that took place on that day. You see, people always try to justify why they think Sunday is holy and has replaced the Shabbat. Again, Meshuganite's craziness. Well, they say, God created light on the first day, and that's a big deal, right? Let there be light. He did something significant on the first day. Therefore, Sunday is holy and should replace the Shabbat. Really? I mean, think about it. Where is that in the creation text of Genesis 1 and 2? It's simply not there. It's just humanistic reason, humanistic philosophizing. It's just, it's crazy when it comes to exegeting the passage. Don't you just hate the biblical text? You know, it always messes up your humanistic theologizing, which is why in the end, People always appeal to tradition rather than to the Word of God. Jeremiah, Jeremiah the prophet, rightly prophesied about uh, these, these type of people when he called them the windy prophets of his day, you know, full of hot air, but devoid of the Word of God. Sunday was not holy then, and it's not holy now. It remains a common day just like Friday or any of the other six days. Again, a day is not holy based on what was done on it. It is holy because God declares it and makes it to be, and that for his own reasons. You say, but Jesus rose on Sunday. Yes, but that did not change the fact that the Lord's Day, the Shabbat, is holy and is the Lord's Day, and he didn't change it to Sunday. His resurrection on Sunday did not change the Lord's day, the Shabbat, and move and by moving it to Sunday. So, you changed the day from Shabbat to Sunday. Or rather, you made Sunday your own Shabbat. At best it is holy to you, but not to God. Islam made Friday holy, and it's holy to them, but then again, It's not holy to the Creator. I know, I know. The Word of God messes up all of your theologizing. If we can just kind of, you know, distance ourselves from the biblical text and just think, you know, humanistically, we can come up with a variety of things that, in our estimation, we think we're improving the design of God. But, according to God in His Word, is nothing but a ruse. Now, let's come back to this again. What is the solution? What is the solution to this whole dilemma of, you know, is, is the Shabbat the weekly day of worship or is Sunday the weekly day of worship? Well, I'd like to say this. We need to come back to the words and ways of the living God. If we're going to solve all of our dilemmas, we've got to, again, come back and say the Word of God is our final test. It's our highest authority when it comes to these types of matters. So we need to come back to the words and ways of the living God. We need to confess our pride 
and that we think we can improve on God's designs and ways. We need to repent and come back to covenant faithfulness. Shame on us in our attempt to make God in our own image. Who do we think we are? That's just crazy. Now, we are still supposed to be God imagers. So why don't we try imaging God by resting on his holy day, just like he rested, ceasing our work and learning to enjoy his creation, his provision, his grace, his blessings. You know, we would never be the same if we were to embrace his ways. Our only regret would be that we wish we had done it earlier. Now, it's never too late to humble ourselves and repent and return to his ways. I want to encourage all of us to embrace the seventh day Shabbat, the holy day of the Lord, and begin to observe it even this week. What are you waiting for? I mean, it's infused with blessing and peace and joy and grace. I want to encourage you to come and join us as we celebrate together in our Shabbat service, His goodness and His grace. You can find out more information at uh, on our website at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. And if you're not in the vicinity, we encourage you to find, uh, um, you know, a, a Messianic congregation, a group of believers who love the Messiah and the ways of God and join them in their Shabbat services. And always remember, don't let anyone give you the common in exchange for the holy or to put it another way. Don't let anyone give you a common day like Sunday in exchange for a holy day like Shabbat. Well, that concludes our program for this week. And a special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and in your financial giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.